Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. How is everybody doing? We are a few days away from Summer Solstice 2021, and the world is officially opened up, at least California's. I think a lot of the country already opened up. I don't know where the rest of the world's at, because I think some places yeah. are open and some places are still in full-blown pandemic right now. Yeah, uh, but it feels like summer solstice, doesn't it? Well, it's fucking hot enough. That's for goddamn sure. I know. It's just like so humid and muggy. Ugh, it's like hard to breathe. Oh, I don't mind the humidity. I love it. I like it when it's you do? muggy. We were actually supposed to have uh, like scattered thunderstorms earlier today. Yeah. I'm insulted yeah. that we didn't get them. I know. I'm waiting for them too myself, but so, so. far none. So far none. What can we do? But we are here, we are ready to talk about summer solstice, and we're getting this to you guys just a couple days before the actual solstice, but hopefully it'll give you guys a little insight to the holiday and insight into different ways that you can celebrate it, and if you're hearing this late, now you know for for next summer solstice, you can just start like a nice stock of festive shit to do. Yes, yes indeed. How you been, Monica? Well, I've been okay. I worked today. It was a long day, longer than usual, but eh, toward the end, it went fast. So I'm okay. I'm hanging. I like it. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I spent the entire day redoing the Wine Spirits and Witches website, and it is almost complete, at least for now. Um, Oh, wow. I am not tech savvy. So when you guys see this website... And all the buttons and shit that lead to different links. I just want you to know that I used all of my three brain cells to figure that out. Those three brain cells worked very fucking hard today. I think but. you are tech savvy. I am the one that's not tech savvy. Let's face that. Well, I'm more tech savvy than you, but you know, yeah. you just kind of punch your computer and hope it works. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't take much. No, it um, doesn't. But but I'm I'm pleased with how it's coming out so far. Like I'm very pleased with it. I'm happy. So that is good. That is but good news. What you drinking? Are you ready? I'm ready. Water. You're supposed to drink wine, Monica. It's <laughs> wine spirits and witches. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water. You want me to drink water? So I mean, I do water. want you to drink water, but I don't want you to drink water while we're recording. I want you to drink wine while we're recording. Mostly because, as I have announced recently, I am pregnant. Yes, you are. Which now Indeed. everybody that's been listening is like, why isn't Shauna drinking? Now you know. Now you know the real reason why. So really, though, guys, this means that it's even more important for Monica to fucking drink because she has to drink for the both of us. For the three of you. What do you take? For, for the, the three, three of us. Yeah, for the three of us. So you have some big wine glasses to fill, bitch. You better start pounding. I want you fucking hammered by like halfway <laughs> through every episode, slurring your words. I mean, the other day we were recording and she kept forgetting what she was supposed to talk about. And we kept having to stop so she could look at her notes because I think her Bailey's like really caught up to her. It was it did. amazing. Well, it was Bailey's and beer. Oh, you're both. Mixing. and I was like yeah yeah but yeah so while I am applauding you drinking water because that's very responsible because we know how much Monica hates to put anything healthy inside her body 
in this one instance for the podcast itself, we are going to request at least for the duration of my pregnancy and until I can drink again, that you drink alcohol. But you bought like, you not only are you going to drink it, but you're going to gulp it. You're going to fucking gulp to the gods. <laughs> I next time I will have my my glass filled with liquor. I am also going to be dropping off small bottles of wine to you, and I'm going to require that you just take like shots of them, just simply for the sound effects. Everyone needs to hear the sound of your torture while you drink it. Ah. Everyone listening right now is laughing. So can you just imagine how much joy you're going to bring them when they get to hear all of that? Yeah, I guess so. Yikes. It'll make me happy. (laughs) Just to see me tortured. Thanks a lot, friend. Thanks a lot, my friend. Yes. Scorpio moon. What the fuck do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Here you go. So So, I'm drinking solstice. Yeah. Right. I'm drinking water. That's mine. So we're both on the same So we're both on the same page with water. Hydrated high priestess. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about summer solstice, uh, which is also called midsummer, which is also called Letha. There's probably a bunch of other names for it and a bunch of other traditions. Those are the three that I know. I feel like I normally call it summer solstice, but I do like the name Letha. So I I wish that I would refer to it as that more. I wish I like summer solstice better. So I, I, in lieu of Letha, I do. I think when it comes to the, the, the solstice and the equinox, you tend to refer to them as yeah. that versus their like holiday name. Usually. Yeah, I do. I don't know why. Just something that's ingrained in me, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's easier to pronounce that than some of the weird words that pagans come up with. So there's that. Yes, it might, that's it might true. just be that foolproof where you're like, I can say solstice. I'm not going to sound stupid right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so summer solstice is coming 20th. Yep, on the twentieth this, this year. It's usually on the twenty-first. So I was a little confused this year. I feel like it's coming a little early. Yes, a little early, and it's one of the lesser holidays. And which it is, is why. It which is why because it is. It's just one of the lesser holidays out of the eight. The solstices and the equinoxes are the lesser ones, and the other ones are the greater ones. I'm gonna stop you right now. I'm just gonna just pause. This is completely off topic. I just got a text message from that coven sister, um, yeah. who is one of the one of our Patreoners. She's not only in our real coven, she's in our Patreon coven as well. And so she's catching up on some of the bonus goodies and stuff like that that are on Patreon. So those of you listening, if if you haven't joined the Patreon to listen to the bonus episodes, they're good. However, she just wrote that it is not big feet. It is big foot. Period. Ooh. Well, that coven sister, I'm gonna let you know right now. I took a poll on Instagram and Big Feet won. So I don't care what you say or what Monica says. It's motherfucking Big Feet. Big Feet is what the plural term for Bigfoot is. It's Big Feet. Fuck you guys. Okay. Bigfoot. No, no, no. Fuck you. It's Big Feet. We already had this. And you just now added that extra S on as of yesterday. Before that, you were still trying to pronounce it Bigfoot. For plural, no, it's big feet. Big foot. Nope. Big foot. No, no. Majority rules. You lost. Anyway, so it's it's the lesser holidays. Why? Because it is. It's just one of the lesser holidays. The solstices and the equinoxes are the considered lesser the lesser. Yeah. So the greater ones are the ones that are holidays that do not come with the changing of the season. Right. They're in between. Yes. Basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
It is the beginning of summer. It is the longest day of the year. Yes, it is the longest day and the shortest night. And it is the, the sun. The sun is really getting strong in the sky. The sun is at its peak. Yeah, the sun is completely at its peak and its height. And you know what's funny about that is because this indicates summer. So to me, that means that it's just going to get hotter from here, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen from now. And you and know what? We've been lucky because it's been pretty cool. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, it was freaking cold. I don't know what Monica's talking about. It was literally 107 the other day. Don't listen to her. We haven't been lucky. Weeks, weeks, Uh weeks ago. Yeah, weeks ago. But don't say it's been cool when it was 107 the other day. (laughs) Not the other day. Anyway. Yeah. But the interesting thing that my mind always goes to is like, okay, so we know that summer solstice, the sun is at its peak. And it's at its greatest, which to me, like, I'm like, okay, we're starting summer. So therefore we're going to like continue into the heat and the sun is going to get stronger and hotter. However, while it is going to get hotter, the sun actually begins to wane from this point on summer solstice, while it indicates the longest day of the year and the sun being at its peak, once you peak, what do you do? You come back down so Mm -hmm. actually it is also an indicator of the turning points that we are now starting to head towards the darker times we're not there yet but it's just one of those things that while we're partying we're like fuck yeah we've got you know the virility of the sun god right now we also know like oh shit he's at his peak right now there's nowhere to go but down right exactly so when we look but at we summer, haven't even got there yet. Let's not even think about fall yet. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's even... just what people think about when you think about summer solstice. That's one of the things that it is. Cause whenever we hit these turning points with the holidays, because they're very much so connected to the changing of the seasons, as well as the mythology of the story of the God and goddess, whenever we hit one of these holidays to celebrate something, we know we're celebrating a milestone and a marker while continuing towards something that will be part of the darker time. <laughs> because tis life every time you get a year older you're you're closer to death yeah it's a pessimistic way to look at it but it is still a way to look at it and one that especially with the year oh the with the wheel of the year is observed i just think it's funny because i don't think about the sun getting weaker during summer solstice i think of my fucking wallet getting weaker because of the damn air conditioning bill (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what i think of i know it's crazy right oh the bills are gonna pile that's for sure Yep. Well, Absolutely. that's fine. We're just going to stumble upon the winning lotto numbers and it's not going to be a problem. Right. And then we'll disappear <laughs> and we'll never be seen again. <laughs> right. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll still be seen. I mean, I might be on a remote island and not tell anyone where I am, but I'll, I'll pop in from time to time. Okay. All right. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. I don't know. I'll be on the sea or who knows where I'll be. You're hmm. not going to be on the sea. You're afraid of water. <laughs> nice yeah, try. Yeah. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. You're like, I'll have enough money for hypnotherapy to fix that phobia. <laughs> yeah, like I'll like I'll have I'll have a big life vest, so I'll never drown. That's there you go. There you go. You might get eaten by a shark though. Oh shit. I mean, All right, let's not go like there. Italian food, you know. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's not just the time when with summer solstice that the sun is at its peak. It's also the time that the god is at its peak. Because let's not forget that this is also the journey of the god and goddess as they go through their dance of life and death and rebirth. So we are at a point 
they got married and they we celebrated in their union last month on in may so now right. we're here it's summer the goddess is big old pregnant lady and the god right. is at his full strength and virility so he is in full power and we remember once again that um the goddess is is connected to the sun so when the sun is at its greatest the god is at its greatness when the sun starts to wane the god starts to wane so let's always kind of remember that if you can never really remember like you know where where we're at as far as like the wheel of the year in the story with it how hot is it how prominent is the sun in the sky because that will tell you how prominent the god's power is at this time but right now right. he is popping he is that's for damn sure man oh god yeah he is popping and it's really muggy that's all i know that's all i know the other thing that's happening is so we also have the battle of the two kings that happens twice a year at yule and at summer solstice um, and this is the battle between the holly king and the oak king and the oak yes. king rules from the rules the light times i think um either way i'm confusing myself i confused myself yesterday when i was talking about this too yes but basically the oak king rules from yule to summer solstice of uh -huh. bringing the light in we're bringing the light in and bringing it through the year and that's what's happening here and it says that at yule and at summer solstice they go to battle and it is at this time that the oak king actually loses the battle to the holly king the holly king now takes over and rules over this part of the year and he rules over i believe is the darker time of the year because this is when we see the sun wane and he will right. oversee this until Yule when they battle once again, in which case the Holly King will then give it up to the Oak King. But right now we are going to be stepping into the Holly King's domain. Yes, we are. And so. some of the um, gods that are associated with, with this season is Apollo, the sun mm -hmm. god, right? So we can talk, you know, he's can call him if you do a ritual. Definitely call him Apollo. The sun god. This is true. I think that's usually who we call in, right? Usually. Yeah, I think he's the one that we call in. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, in, if you weren't really sure, like if you wanted to call him or in or not, I do believe that there are times uh, when we have done ritual with our coven because we kind of have our set deities that we use, but there is a god that you would kind of look at. Like, for instance, if it was. Uh, Samhain, you would probably want to work with Pluto a little bit, but maybe yes. call him in. So what you would do is you would just have a separate candle for him. Be like, hey man, no, this is your holiday. Here you go. And you would yeah. do the same thing for Apollo. So I would use a yellow or gold candle. Um, exactly. Yellow is usually easier to find. So do yellow with some gold glitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. a good way to do it. And what we're celebrating with this is we're celebrating the fertility and abundance of summer because it's all about the power and strength of the God. We're here to celebrate in hopes of a good harvest because again, if the goddess is pregnant, that means that the earth is pregnant with fertility and what's to come. So we're celebrating that the sun is out. Things are more abundant. Everyone's happy. And so right. we're going to enjoy these light times, especially knowing that the darker times are coming. So you're just going to keep fucking partying till they do, because that's what <laughs> pagans fucking do. Yes. You know, I, I, one time uh, I heard someone say, I think there's a bumper sticker that says, um, my God is a horny God. 
You know, I think I, I think you you've either told me about that or who knows? So maybe, cute. Maybe they saw it. We they like sold it at Green Man. I don't know if I saw it there, but I mean, I saw it on a bumper sticker once, and someone talked about it. I think on at a talk show once, and they said, "Well, your God is like." puts guilt on you but my god is a horny god you know i mean it's true and you know what let's be real it's kind of like one of those things how do you celebrate this pagan holiday that pagan holiday you generally you have sex you have sex and you eat back in the day you would sacrifice something maybe and uh-huh. it would be followed uh-huh. by more sex and eating you know, yes we, this but is you why know, we are a happy fat people but I was doing a play on words. Get it? Horny guards, horn god. Oh, horny Monica's god. being punny. Yes. <laughs> horny okay. god. Your god is horny because he's horny and has horns. Yeah. 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 But yeah, really, so pagans just fuck for everything. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just FYI on that one. Sure. So we know why we're celebrating, but how do you celebrate? Oh, actually, wait, before I go there. Yes. Can you give us some colors and herbs and different things that we could use to decorate our altar space? Okay, so the colors for this for this holiday are blue, gold, green, and red. And some of the herbs associated with it is chamomile, heliotrope, heather, lavender, St. John's wort, and vervain. I love it. And some trees associated with it is the beech, the elder, the laurel, the linden, and the oak. All right, all right. And if you want the gemstones, I can do that too. Diamonds, emeralds, jades, lapis lazuli, and tiger's eye. And if you want to know the the animals, it is cattle and horses. Okay, I, that I didn't know. You know, I'm going to yeah. add one more animal there, even though it's actually a bug. Um, oh. It's one of the only bugs that I find acceptable because um, we know okay. I don't trust anything with an exoskeleton is the bee, the honeybee. Oh, yes, the honeybee. Bees, bees, bees are, are magical. Absolutely, yeah, and they are totally part of this holiday and they actually have their very own kind of heavy presence there because of the presence of honey. Mm-hmm. So let's show and, some love to our bees this this. Oh, yeah. Day. Without bees, we would not be here. Um, if you want to know the marine life, there's, there's crabs and octopus. And Interesting. birds are owls, believe it or not, robins, wrens, meadowlarks, and kingfishers. I don't know what 90% of those are. Really? Oh, Can you I know tell them. I'm not a big bird person? Oh, wow. I, just, I know the bird thing, yeah. And, <laughs> you know you the know, bird thing? I know the bird thing a little bit, sure. Um, it's also, you know, if you're going to do, uh, if you want an intention for it, you know, you think about change. You can do do a ritual with change involved, um, endings, fertility, success, you know, ma- manifestation, power, mm-hmm. strength, think- su- success. Yeah, success. Anything when yeah. it comes, because this is a solar holiday. So think of solar qualities and attributes. Right. That's what we're going to be able to rein in on really well. Yes. So that's some of the stuff that you can be thinking about when you're planning your summer solstice ritual. Mm-hmm. So how do we plan a summer solstice ritual? First off, let me just say, you don't need to actually have a ritual in order to observe and celebrate. There's so many different ways to do it. So if you have 
the space and the ability to set up an altar. I think it's a wonderful idea. And I would decorate that with candles and ribbons and things of the colors that Monica talked about. And, yeah. you know, deck it out with, with the plant life. Sunflowers would be amazing right now too. So yes. even if all you, if you can't have this big altar or you're in the closet, so it's gotta be really subtle, go get yourself some beautiful sunflowers and just make like a pretty arrangement in a vase. And that will be something that you can use to symbolize the holiday. If you wanted to yes. kind of decorate, I think that would be a really great way to do it. Yes, I think so too. Absolutely. You can, you can also and, do things like it's summer. It's a, it's officially the first day of summer. So you know what you do? You go to the beach. Go to the beach. That sounds like a plan mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Go to the beach, go to the lake, the river, go be in the sun near some water. If you have the availability to do that, I think that is a really excellent way to do that. Another really easy one that is fun. And once again, really kind of low pro for everyone that's in the broom closet, make some sun tea. Yes. Or what about some lemonade? Yeah. Or lemonade. Either one of those would be really good because you can be super festive with them. Maybe do both. Why not go crazy? Right. Yeah. Or put them together. Isn't that an Arnold Palmer or something? Uh, Iced tea and lemonade? Yes, that's an Arnold Palmer. So it just depends on what kind of tea you would make with sun tea. For anyone that hasn't made it or is like, what does that mean? You go get yourself like a tea pitcher or a giant mason jar or something like that. And you're going to fill it with filtered water and tea bags of your choice. Since we're going with summer solstice, I would try and choose something that is a little bit more herbal. I remember with um, that sun tea spell that one our spell contest, they use, I think, passion flower and hibiscus tea. I don't mm. know off the top of my head if either one of those are solar, but they do have a little bit of a spice and a power to them. So they do pack that solar punch energetically, at least to me. So that might be a great one to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sun sure. work just fine, like to celebrate that. Another thing you can do is how everyone goes really gaga for moon water. Don't forget sun water. Yeah, sun water, right? Yeah, get some sun water, especially now. It's the sun's day. I think two of the most prominent days of the year that you could probably collect sun water would be on summer solstice as well as on Yule, because Yule is when the sun god is born. So I think those two days would be very powerful sun water that you can use that, you know, make sure it's filtered and you can put it in, you know, tinctures, potions that you're doing, different teas, baths, anything that you would need to use water for wards. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So put out that pot of water and let it sit in that sun, soak in that energy. I know that we have a lot of people listening that um, are parents and have kiddos at home. Another really fun one that you can do that's totally kid-friendly is fairy gardens. Oh, yes. Fairies are totally known to be out and about in abundance right now during the summer solstice. So it would always be a good idea to make them an offering of cream and honey or at least milk and honey, milk and honey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can tell I don't drink cow's milk. I'm like cream, milk, whatever. It's the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. 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 They probably would love the cream too. I'm sure they would. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think one thing I learned from Alicia, the Naughty Fair, she would always give them like honey whiskey or fire whiskey. Um, oh. They seem to like that. And just candy. Like I've, well, I've given them rum and they seem to like rum as well. But sometimes I'll just give them straight out candy and be like, here's some Starburst, guys. Enjoy. I'm nice. I'll give you the pink ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's That'll work. 
Yes. You can give them offerings and do that. You can also do things like making a fairy garden, whether this means that you're preparing a space with plant life in your yard or balcony or whatever you're working with for the fairies to inhabit, but also make them like a little house or sitting area. Sometimes the dollar stores will have good like dollhouse furniture and things like that, but you can also 100% always find good miniatures at uh, arts and craft stores. Yeah. And, you know, and fairies like a wild area. So don't be too like anal about cleaning up the area and making it look pristine because they like it when there's wild. It's they like it wild. when it's uncapped. Generally, when yeah, you want to yeah. keep a space in your yard for them, it's something that is uncapped. I do try and keep the weeds out of it, though. Like all the dandelions yeah. and stuff, but sometimes I get these wild ass weeds that I don't know what they are. And so I will try and kind of clean those up and you know, if you're in an area like LA, we don't really have this beautiful, lush, fertile soil. It's more sandy and dry. So what I'll tend to do for the fairies is um, get like just like a handful of like different wildflower seeds. And sometimes you can just find like a pack at the hardware store. Um, I'll just throw them in and start watering them, hope that they grow. So it's just this mishmash of flowers and stuff for them. And if you want to attract fairies, there's some crystals that you can use. You can use emeralds or jade or peridot they seem to like those green crystals if you're going to do something to attract fairies please go refer to the fairy episode we did with the naughty fairy to educate yourself a little bit on that because you might invite them into your house then all of a sudden all your shit's missing and you're gonna wonder why (laughs) yes indeed (laughs) please proceed with caution on that one my golden rule is the fairies stay outside Absolutely. I've also made fun um, fairy houses, though, out of empty milk jugs and milk cartons and things like that. You can clean them and dry them out and paint them and add glitter and put a little door and cut windows and things like that. So especially for someone that has kids at home, if you've got little witchlets at home, it's definitely a really fun activity that you can do and set it up. It's sometimes it's even nice to just do it like go get like a really nice big like wide planter. And that can be like the whole fairy area that you let your kiddo kind of set up and give them little stones so that they can, you know, make walkways and just kind of go crazy. You know, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much fun. I think it's important to like, you know, especially like if you have a kid that's witchy and your partner's cool with it, or maybe you just want to be festive. I think it's important to do things like this and it tends to be really fun and enjoyable and if anything, like your kid just thinks you're doing a really cool arts and crafts project. That's fun. Yeah. And meanwhile, you'll do a major magic with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We had a little girl that came into the store today. She was adorable. And um, she kept on smiling at me. She liked me and, you know, talking to me a little bit. She was adorable. And I say, said to the, the co-workers, see, this is why we want a little girl talking about you this you is why what? we want a little girl <laughs> I, I know everyone thinks i'm having a boy every everyone thinks I'm no having not a boy. everybody i have a poll going at work okay and i write down in two columns what your name under the if it's a girl or a boy everybody except for me has it under girl for you okay now, if you guys hear all that banging in the background i just want to let you know that my cat they're trying to demand attention so they're just shoving everything off the table right now well, I hope everyone but you was right, Monica, because I'm me too. Well, you me know too. what? As long as the baby is healthy, I don't Absolutely. really care what it is. Absolutely. I simply want a girl because Ricky wants a boy so Whoa. bad. See, he Whoa, wants a boy. Whoo, whoo. 
And, and you know what? It's going to be his fault no matter what it is. I know. But you know how much I love proving Ricky wrong and I don't like giving him his way. So I'm really hoping it's a girl. I want a boy and I want the first name to be Donatello. What do you think? I oh, my God. Everybody to weigh in with this. When you hear this, Monica's response is, no. oh, my God. Say that again, Monica. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I take it you don't like Is that, that a good name. oh, my God or a bad oh, my God? Um, I like it better than the name you're choosing, to be honest with you. Well, Monica wants us to name it David or something. So, no, Ooh. we're not. No, give, I'm not saying name, David. You did in the car. I like that's my favorite boy's name. I like the name David. Okay. Well, the whole reason we're bringing this up, guys, we just veered off from fairies so hard. I don't know what happened. And we're all sober, which is the hilarious thing. But Ricky has got it in his head that if we have a boy, he wants to name it Donatello. And I think that's a terrible name. Sounds like an, a, a liqueur. Sounds like like limit. Li- we'll see, because li- then the nicknames could be like Donnie or the Don, you know, like oh, it's the Don, you know. No, it's a joke. No, I hate it. Come I hate on. all of it. I need everyone to write in about this. Please put it in the Facebook group. How you feel about the name Donatello? Okay. Because, but anyway, we're just gonna will that it's the girl. So this whole conversation is moot. I will find out. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, what we're having. Well, we're going to blame Ricky no matter which way it goes, because he is in control. The, the guy rules what sex you're going to have. Well, it's the and guy. either way, we're still going to disappoint Ricky because either he's going to be disappointed that it's not a boy or he's going to be disappointed when its name isn't Donatello. So either way, <laughs> I win and I get my way because we're not letting Ricky be totally happy. And as his wife, my job is to keep a very fine balance between misery and happiness in his life, you know? There you go. There you go. You do your thing, girlfriend. You I do. will. So we, we finished fairies. I don't know where the fuck else we went. I have no clue. I don't even know how we went that. I don't even I, know. I don't know, but thank you. Oh, guys I know because of the little the girl ride. that came into the store. So oh yeah. There you go. She was so cute. Yeah. That's why. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad someone, only one of us has pregnant brain. I'm glad you caught up with that one. <laughs> I do yes. have a couple other fun things that people can do to celebrate. Okay. And Flower crowns are another really big one. You'll see those being yes. common at Beltane and around now. And it's because there's so many beautiful flowers out and wildflowers. So you totally do that. Totally do wreaths and kind of capture the spirit of the season with the plant life outside. If you're going to do flower crowns or wreaths, try and go gathering. Uh, whether that means you walk through the forest or your local park or you're like Monica and you just kind of rob all the neighbor's yards, you know, do your thing. Get you some plants. Make sure that you're leaving little offerings for the plants that you do pluck from and go ahead and make your wreaths and your flower crowns. Sun catchers are also really yeah. nice. And this is one that is super pretty. And again, a pretty kid-friendly project, if you ask me. Right. I agree. I agree. Yes. Bonfires yes. are something that are prevalent during summer solstice as well. Yes. And we see them to we see them lit to ward off evil we also see them as a way of honoring the sun because they're thought to be a reflection of the sun Uh uh-huh and around this time it's usually at beltane um with with the with the rituals that i've attended i generally see people jumping over the bonfires at beltane but Uh upon my research apparently people will try and jump over the summer solstice bonfires as well i personally have really tiny stumpy legs i'm not trying to jump over a damn (laughs) No, don't do that. Please don't do that. 
no, no, I, I, I have no, no intention of it. Coven barbecues or witchy barbecues are another really good one because you get that lit and you get to hang out in the sun. It's a very summer-ish activity. And barbecuing is actually supposed to be one of the like kitchen witchy things to do for this holiday. Yeah. I think it's because you're just kind of roasting things over fire like that and you get to see it. So that's really good. I do have one really fun spell that I did want to recommend though. And this was something that I did a couple years ago at my burlesque show bell book and candle that I co-produce. Okay. We do onstage rituals at each show. And so for this one, I was in charge of centering the summer solstice rituals. We pass balloons out to everyone. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to get yourself a balloon. And we're going to take a minute to really remember that we are honoring the God in all of his power today. And I love how female empowered and goddess minded paganism is and and the witch community in general at least the witch community that i'm involved with and i think it's lovely and we tend to always try our hardest to embody our divine feminine and honor that and and seek for that to the point that like literally when was the last time you heard divine masculine right cricket yeah which is kind okay. of funny though, because we're in such a, like a masculine driven world. So it's like, I feel like everything I'm saying is so opposite of what I might say for my mundane life, but we're going to put the divine feminine aside for a second. We're going to focus on our divine masculine on that solar power and that drive and that heat and that spiciness within us. And you're going to think about that. And maybe you're even going to growl a little bit. And you're going to begin to blow into this balloon. And as you see this balloon growing in front of you, as you're blowing it, your divine masculine is growing and you're summoning all of it to the surface and you're going to tie this balloon off. Now at this point, you know, you can write stuff on it if you want, whatever you want to do, draw symbols maybe of the sun or the horn God. And then you're going to put it on a chair and you're going to begin to very, very lightly bounce on it. You sit on it and start bouncing. And you're going to continue back to that growl and that divine masculine growl. And you're going to let it get louder and louder until you are letting out this guttural scream of your masculinity. And you are going to pop your booty on that balloon so hard that you're going to pop the balloon. And as it pops, you're going to feel this release. And that release is going to be that divine masculine that you've been calling raining down all around you. Wow. Wow. It's going to be loud. Super loud. loud super fun super wild and just kind of primal and it's a really great time it's super great especially for covens or any kind of group setting everyone has a blast with it so or I do it by yourself do it by yeah yourself. or do it by yourself it's awesome like it's a really good one it's really easy you know i mean i'm sure kids would kind of find it fun but it was like designed for my burlesque so i was definitely going for something a little bit more sexual when i designed it but i guess it all just depends on how you're presenting it ah okay it was a lot of fun I loved doing it the whole crowd went wild everyone loved it it was they did really yeah everyone was just going crazy and they just had such a good time and it was that happiness and that fun that was kind of released from it that was the magic of the moment you know right so it was it was definitely worth it so I definitely recommend everyone to do it at home go get yourself a balloon go have some fun it'll it'll be good that's good. Very good. Excellent. Well, we can you could do the lemon spell too. Walk us through it. What? 
Walk, so walk you me just through get it. a lemon. This is what you'll need. You'll need a lemon and you'll need some straight pins that have different colors on the heads of the straight pins. And what you would do is you would infuse those colors. For instance, pink would be love. I guess green could be money or whatever you associate the color with. Blue for peace or home. White for, you know, spirituality and, and goddess energy. And um, you infuse those pins with that energy and then you just stick it in the lemon and you can do as many as you want. You have this beautiful little sun looking, it looks like the sun with all its rays coming out of it. And you get all a little bit of magic going with that as well. And you can leave it on your altar for a while. I actually yes. have, I think we did this once for, I don't know if it was summer solstice, but the coven did it once. And it was a good ritual and everyone was really happy and all was right with the world. So I actually took the pin, like I took the lemon home. Like it was my turn to be able to take it home and put it on my altar. And when the lemon started to dry up, I took all the pins out and I actually saved them. How good. Because it's charged up with such great energy from that ritual that I have right. them for when I need to kind of like Pull pin up. and and push happiness into something else. I have those pins on reserve for that moment. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Good for you. The one yeah. thing I will say is that a lot of the books that you read, including Aradia Gospel of the Witches, I'm pretty sure is where I first read this. You don't use black. It's considered yeah, bad luck and considered a curse. So for everyone listening, we're not going to use black, black tins. Okay. Well, I Monica use black tins. uses black tins. I found and that I, out yesterday. That's like a protective thing no, or a banishing no, thing. No, no, we do not yeah. use them in No. Yep. I'm going to find it. I will have a full bibliography submitted to you by Wednesday. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. I do have um, <clears throat> one thing that is really fun because as we did talk about, bees are a big thing for yes. summer solstice. And some people might be like, really bees? Like, really? And what it is is because you see such a heavy presence of honey and different different ingredients for the things that we're going to be cooking and honey comes from bees so we got to show some love to our bees especially right now so these are things that you also want to think about that is a summer solstice activity that you can do as a way of thanking the sacred bee for the honey for your feast and two super easy ways to do it one if you got a green thumb plant some bee friendly flowers okay that's a good a idea black thumb you can go to your local farmer's market and buy some honey from a local beekeeper. Mm -hmm. Those are the two easiest ways to do it. But if you can, and if you're not allergic to bees and not completely terrified of them, and I want to preface it with that because some people have allergies or are super terrified. But if you're not, go ahead and make a bee watering station. Oh, this is, again, a really fun one that you can do with kids. But it's just excellent for the bees because a lot of times bees go looking for water and they get very thirsty. So this is something you can do, especially if you know that you have bees that come visit your yard. And we don't really want them to drink out of a bird bath because then they're going to fall in the water and drown, right? Right. So what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself a terracotta flower pot and a terracotta pot dish, like the, the dish that goes under to catch the water. Mm -hmm. um, in my notes, I have it written as a butt chugging dish. <laughs> okay okay well because you can fill the water up from there and let the the plants kind of absorb the water from the bottom it's called butt chugging yeah yes so you're gonna get your butt chugging dish and then you're also going to get marbles uh river rocks pebbles like kind of think like those glass ones that are like flat on one side and round on the other that people put in like, yeah yeah, yeah 
Those yes. generally work really well. So if you want to paint your flower pot, do anything like that, go ahead, get that done, draw on it, make sure that you seal it afterwards, just because we don't want the paint to chip off afterwards, because that's a bummer. If you're using terracotta, like I suggested, you're going to have to put a couple coats of paint on it, because terracotta will kind of just drink it up. Yeah. So after you do that, you're going to flip the pot upside down so that its bottom is facing up. And you're going to take your butt chugging dish and you're going to glue it to the now up facing bottom of the flower pot. And so you want like the little ridges coming up and stuff like that. So we're kind of making like this raised little like bowl thing, like a uh -huh. very shallow bowl. And then you're going to fill it with your rocks and you're going to go ahead and fill it with water <clears throat> with the top of the rocks, just posting it, poking out a little bit because those are going to act as the bee resting station. Oh, okay. So these can land on these little rocks and they're wet. So they're not going to be super hot if it's in the sun, hopefully. And uh, they can go ahead and they can drink their water, not drown. And then they can happily be on their way to continue pollinating your flowers. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that is That's a really nice. good That's one. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's got good intention. And again, another really great low pro thing that you can do where people don't have to know you're being witchy or doing it for summer solstice while still doing something that is absolutely a great nod to something that is sacred for the holiday. And you could start a garden too. Absolutely. Right. Well, I don't, well, I guess it depends on where you are. Like that's true around this time of year, because it's a little late to start a garden in Los Angeles because it's already pretty hot. Yeah, that's true. But it's according to where you are, like you said, yeah, some some seeds require different planting times in different zones. So, this is yeah, true. absolutely, yeah. Um, you can also do like crafts with the kids, just making like a like a a poster with the images of the sun and tying ribbons from it. You know, just to keep the kids busy drawing it and just like like I don't know what would it be called like a like a wind chime like a wind thing and that you could put outside oh yeah but doing it with ribbons that's cute yeah yeah you know last year and I might have shared this on the podcast I'm pretty sure I did because I was pretty fucking proud of myself what? Monica made the entire coven do like artwork for this ritual that we did where she wanted us all to draw or paint like our own rendition of the sun and she wanted us to like dance around to the Beatles song here comes the sun with it and yeah it it did turn out well i will i will give you that monica it was a good ritual i think it came out it it turned out very well but when she was did. describing it to us guys i felt like i was in fucking kindergarten <laughs> like it was like a kindergarten with this fucking sing-along and monica was all misty-eyed and just looked like a kindergarten teacher all proud of us i'm like are you fucking kidding me she's like and then at this point you're gonna raise up your son and then you'll put it down as the next person so my act of rebellion, since I was forced to do this, was my son I made out of a boob painting. <laughs> Meaning I painted my boob with yellow and orange paint, and I squished it on cardstock. And then I drew the little rays around it, and I covered it in glitter. And I cut it out, and I was very proud of it. And I was like, look, guys, it's my son, because I'm not very artistic. So I'm like, oh, Shana, that's a great son. And I was like, thanks. And then after the ritual, I was like, it's my boobs. And Monica was so over it. Like, she was mad, but shocked. So she didn't really have a lot of words. And it was more like her face was like, fucking Shauna. 
Yeah, I figured you'd do something like that. You know, I never, another, you know, you never cease to amaze me. That's for sure. I will keep you on your toes. If you keep making me do fucking sing-alongs, I promise I will keep getting weirder. Well, you know, it did come out good. Like you said, it was very good. <laughs> I wanted to bring a little joy to the people that were going to watch us because everybody was in quarantine, right? This so is true. I, just, I wanted to bring a little sunshine into their life, you know? Fair. Fair enough. Okay. I enjoyed there making my boob art, so it was cool. Yeah, everybody's art was really interesting. So there you go. One of yeah. our coven sisters, she's just like legit an artist, and her son was was beautiful. Yeah, it was really good. It was really yeah, beautiful, it was- and it was like mixed media with like something that was very 3D. It was really lovely. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a thing that you guys could do is, yeah, do different kinds of sun art, whether it's with mixed media or your boobies or just, you know, paint. <laughs> like, go crazy. Yeah, you, yeah, totally. <laughs> to be your own inspiration and do whatever pick, tickles your pickle. You know what? Sure. I got to say, the boob art thing was a lot of fucking fun. I had a complete blast doing it. It was hilarious. It was really fun. I never thought I would like actually enjoy that that much, but it was great. I laughed my ass off the entire time. And then I, cause I, but I practiced it first before I made the sun. So I actually turned two of them into uh, like postcards and mailed them to two of my friends. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. Okay. That's crazy. I do have a couple suggestions for kitchen witchery because, you know, who doesn't love to eat? Who doesn't love a good feast? Am I right? Correct. Absolutely. So there are, and again, I'm always trying to focus on like low pro witchery for people just because I never know what people's situations are, you know, and you never know like what people can afford to do, what kind of space they have, if they live with people, like how much freedom people have to express themselves. So I do think it's important that we always try and find things that, you guys can do like under the radar if you need to while still finding a way to express yourself and celebrate your beliefs. And food is 100% one of them. Again, we have things like lemonade that you can make and uh, sweet tea. Can I just say I made lemonade and I used monk fruit sweetener and I found this recipe and it had like good reviews and stuff because believe it or not, I've only made lavender lemonade before. Um, uh, it was so obnoxiously sweet though it was kind of gross wow like you it was like you. I couldn't do it it was so sweet um so you I mean if sugar is your thing like maybe you're gonna make an obnoxiously sweet one but another drink is mead oh yes mead mm-hmm. is very popular and that's made with honey yep and that's where we see one of the appearances coming through with bees bees coming through for the rescue to make delicious me and if you have never had me before i 100 percent encourage you all to give it a try because i think now mead i like mead mm-hmm. i'll drink that so maybe I that's like. what we need to get you well i can't drink any meat this summer solstice guys so i'm gonna need everyone to have some meat for me post up pictures of you guys drinking it in the the facebook group even if it's not on summer solstice, just all summer long, whenever you guys think about mead and you, you think about it, take a picture of yourself having it so, and just think of me really, really hard so I can live vicariously through you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Other um, things that are really good are lemons and oranges, anything that is citrusy, honey, as well as we run edible flowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's definitely ed- edible flowers like zucchini flowers are edible. Mm hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, you can do some awesome stuff with uh, stuff, squash flowers. 
for Bell Booking Candle because we just had our first live show post uh, post pandemic actually yesterday. And all of his VIP people get these gourmet treats from Sour and Sweets Desserts. And she put butterflies and edible flowers on them and then edible glitter. Oh, nice. And it like broke my heart to actually drop these off because I kind of wanted to just hoard them and like slowly eat them and stare at them forever because they were so pretty. Wow. (laughs) I have a good recipe for um, a lemon chest pie. Ooh, spill it. So you need one unbaked shell, pie shell. You would use two cups of sugar, one tablespoon of flour, half a teaspoon of cornstarch, one tablespoon of cornmeal, four eggs, quarter cup of milk, quarter cup of butter or margarine, half a cup of real lemon juice, and a quarter cup of grated lemon peel. So you would just mix the sugar, flour, cornstarch, and cornmeal, then add the eggs, milk, butter, and or margarine, the lemon juice, and lemon peel, Beat until smooth, pour it in the pie shell, and bake for 40 minutes. And there you go. And then you top it with some orange slices if you would like to do that. So that sounds like a good pie. That does sound good. It's funny that you actually brought up pies because that was on my list was fresh fruit parts. Any kind of fresh fruit and fruity desserts are really great. So that sounds like a delicious recipe. I do have two other recipes I'm going to share with you guys tonight. And I cannot uh, claim any of them as my own. This one I actually got from ravenandcrone.com. And this was one okay. of their summer solstice recipes. And okay. it says under here, author unknown. So they must have pulled it from somewhere else as well. But these are herbal lemon cookies. Ooh. So you'll need one cup of butter or margarine, two cups of sugar divided, two large eggs, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two and a half cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, a quarter of a teaspoon of salt, and a third cup of lemongrass, lemon balm, or lemon basil chopped. I personally like lemon balm. It's Mm -hmm. one of my absolute favorite. I like lemongrass too, but in this case for this recipe, my personal suggestion would probably be lemon balm. Mm -hmm. And so the instructions are cream the butter and one, two, two, three, one and three and a quarter cup sugar. I should put my glasses on, folks. I'm sorry. Add the eggs and vanilla. Beat well. Combine the flour, baking powder, salt, and herbs. Add the cream. Add to the cream mixture and mix. Drop dough into teaspoonfuls, three inches apart, on a greased cookie sheet. Flatten slightly with a cup or a fork. Sprinkle lightly with the remaining sugar and bake at 350 for eight to 10 minutes or until barely browned. So that sounds, that sounds delicious. Delicious. And it also delicious. sounds super simple. You should just make all this stuff and just pig out this weekend. What do you think? I mean, I'm for yeah. it. I'm totally for it. There was this other recipe that I found, and this one's from actually bonappetit.com which I thought was really weird that I was finding things for like summer solstice when I was looking up summer solstice recipes uh I think they were kind of just going more for like summer food versus like like pagan traditional right right sure but this actually did sound good now bear with me Monica's gonna hate it because she doesn't like fish but it's actually a, a trout dip oh hell no Okay, and I, I was just, this sounds good. It sounds intriguing. Um, so I'll read this off. I definitely want to, want to give this one a try. So you're going to use a cup of slivered almonds, a quarter of a cup of olive oil, 
half a teaspoon of salt, five ounces of smoked trout, skinned, skin and bones removed. I would also say you could probably do salmon with this, maybe any kind of smoked fish, but this one was specifically smoked trout. So let's give it a try. Two scallions with dark and green parts separated and very thinly sliced. A half a teaspoon of finely grated lemon zest and one teaspoon of fresh lemon juice plus plus more and some freshly ground black pepper. So even though this may not be like a traditional kitchen witch recipe, we still do see the lemon popping up here. So we're still seeing things that are sacred to the holiday. So step one, puree the almonds, oil, half a teaspoon of salt, and half a cup of water in a high powered blender on high speed until thick and smooth for about, it's about three minutes. Transfer almond puree into a medium bowl. Step two, using a fork, smash the trout into smaller pieces, mix with the scallion whites and lemon zest, one teaspoon of lemon juice and a big pinch of pepper. Taste and adjust salt and lemon juice accordingly. Transfer to a serving bowl and then top with the scallions with more green peppers. Mm. So you'll mix that in. And what I'm seeing here that I feel like I'm missing is like what you're supposed to do with the, the puree. But um, what you're gonna do is you're just gonna mix it all together, the almond puree and then the, the mixed trout and everything. You're gonna mix it all together and then you'll chill it before serving it. Mm. I think it sounds delicious. And I just made myself really hungry. My stomach is growling. I don't even like fish. Does Thank you very much. Damn good. That's why. I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> a bit hungry. Yeah. So that's what I got for summer solstice. I got some cool activities that are a little bit more kid friendly. Got some fun recipes for people. I think it's going to be a, a fun, a fun holiday this time. I do too. So what I want to leave you guys with is a, may the power of the sun bless you and, and warm you as you walk the wheel of the year. So mode it be. Absolutely. So mode it be. Who's your shout out to, madam? Oh, Lord in heaven above. Oh, whoa, I think I'm going to shout like out to. I'm going to shout out to Maureen and Chris. That's my shout out. Uh, shout out to Maureen and Chris. They are our the awesome bomb. people that we are working with for our new project that is still not that that's officially been announced while not officially being been announced. Um, yes, they have been an absolute pleasure to work with. I'm loving yes. it. That's my shout out. My shout out is to Eliza, our lovely graphic designer. I've shouted her out a couple times and I just can't can't say enough good things about her. Not only is she an excellent person in which and a really good friend of ours, she's a great graphic designer who always works on ridiculous deadlines that you and I seem to throw at her for stupid shit with um, hardly any direction because as a witch, we just expect her to be psychic and be able to read our minds on what we want. And while I never recommend doing that for a graphic designer, I have to say like she pulls it off every time. So yep. she's working on some exciting stuff for us that I can't wait to see. But as always, we love her. We thank her. We miss her. We miss her. We miss, we miss you, miss Eliza. Well, I miss you. Definitely missing you. Yeah. So, I hope everyone has a beautiful summer solstice. I think I hope that you're able to take some of the suggestions that we've made and do some fun things, whether it be by yourself, your coven, your kids, anything in between. Enjoy your holiday, enjoy your time in the sun. Let it warm you and let it just fully envelop you. Yeah. Merry meet. 
Mary Park and Mary Mary Meet Again.